Hello everyone, this is John Thornett, another episode of the Speaking Pharmacy podcast. Now we are talking to you on Monday the 6th of April and um, so we're right in mid-coronavirus party time and this is all a bit weird because we're doing a podcast at roughly, let's assume we're all 1.5 metres away from each other and um, we're all working from home and it's a bit of a weird time. But hey, peak life goes on, all my troops are working from home, um, we still do what we normally do, just in a different location, um, phones being looked after, all our client work gets done, uh, nothing changes, nothing changes for us, we just work in a different location and we can't talk to each other or see each other. But we still do our Zoom chats, we probably talk more on the phone and messaging each other, so that's all good. But we're making sure we look after our uh, our beloved Peak family and our uh, pharmacy family out there. So um, it's a bit of a weird time, but I hope everyone out there in uh, pharmacy land, you're looking after each other. I'm sure um, you guys out there probably haven't seen a weekend. You probably haven't even seen home for the last month. Um, I know there's a lot of tired, worn out people at the moment, but you're doing a wonderful job. So what's happened in the world of Peak since we last spoke? Well, um, after we put in a lot of sponsorship money and a lot of time into APP, that got cancelled slash postponed. Um, so as a lot of hours went into that, that uh, was, was wasted. That's unfortunate, that's just the way it goes. Um, the pharmacy forum, that, that one got cancelled as well and that was, again, disappointing. Um, so two of our biggest events now gone, but that's okay. So what else has happened? Let's talk about some um, some positive, happy things. We had a lovely young lady by the name of Chloe Robertson, Robo as I call her. Chloe Robertson, who's uh, came on board beginning of March. Lovely young lady, would be a cracking accountant, and uh, so she's into the Peak family now, churning out some work, and she's going to be an absolute ripper, and um, you'll be. I'm sure we'll be talking to her in the near distant future. Uh, what else has been happening? Community Pharmacy is doing an absolutely amazing effort out there. Um, you guys are working very hard, look after the community and as well as safeguarding yourselves as well, looking after each other. But most importantly, you're putting in huge effort there for the community and for the community's health. And, uh, and I know speaking to a few people quite often that uh, the cost of seeing your own families and your own downtime has been some long hours, been some long weeks. I know some people working seven days a week. I know some people, uh, the only time they see their family is when they go home to sleep. Um, and so there's been some, uh, some huge efforts, um, but you've all done such an amazing, amazing job. So today's podcast, let me introduce to you this lovely lady sitting opposite me called Priya Narsik. Now Priya is a chartered accountant and uh, she's been in this world, in the, in the accounting world and in the pharmacy accounting world for about 19 years now, roughly, give or take, yes. So um, immensely talented lady and uh, absolute honour to have her as part of the Peak family. And I'm going to talk to Priya about all these coronavirus incentives that have come out from uh, state government announcements, federal government announcements, and we're going to go through all of that and uh, pharmacise it a little bit 
and talk to you about what they mean, uh, what things are automatic, what things you need to do something about, and just some little things along the way that uh, some little things you need to know about. So, welcome, Priya. Hello, everyone. <laughs> Good to have you here and uh, your first speaking pharmacy podcast. Yes, and yes, it won't it is. be the last. No, no, hopefully not. No, it won't be the last. <laughs> so, I know um, over the last couple of weeks, every day there was like a new announcement. Yes, there was something coming on, and. For us as an accounting firm, that means stop, you lose half a day of trying to figure out what it is, and then there's phone calls from clients, communication out to clients, and then figuring out what it means, and, and, and so each day would go by, and it was actually a fair bit going on, wasn't there? Yes, there was, definitely. And to communicate all of that and actually sit down and understand it ourselves, when it's just fly by the seat of your pants type, <laughs> type scenario. Um, but it was quite intense, actually good that's actually sort of settled a little yes, bit. Yes, it has, yep. So, let's go through them one by <coughs> one. So, mm -hmm. let's start with the state government. Let's start with some of the state government incentives. So, um, so a couple of things. One is, um, and we're obviously these are business-specific things. We'll try and pharmacise some of these things. So, what are some of the... Um, some of the state government incentives that uh, pharmacy needs to know about? Um, I guess the, the key one is um, the payroll tax um, and the waiver on the payroll tax. Um, so the waiver on the um, payroll tax is that for those businesses that have got a payroll bill of more than $7.5 million, um, sorry, of under $7.5 million, yeah. they will be um, able to stop their payments from March 2020 to June 2020. So for four months, they'll get relief from their payroll tax liabilities. Um, so from what, I, what we can see, there is no um, making up of this payment down the track. It is a once-off waiver for four months. Um, starting so does that mean that what you would normally pay in those months just gathers and you just pay it? July is that what it means? No, you're not paying it at oh, all. You just don't pay it. Correct. At all. So oh, for you good. get relief for that those four months. Yep. Yep. Um, the other thing that goes hand in hand with the payroll tax is they are increasing the threshold for payroll tax. Yep. So in December 2019, it was eight hundred fifty thousand um, dollars as your payroll tax threshold. Yep. Um, that increased um, in January 2020 to nine hundred fifty thousand. Yep. Um, the plan was in January 2021 they mm. were going to increase it to a million dollars. But they've brought forward that increase to June, sorry, July 2020. Yep. So at that point, um, it'll go up to a million dollars um, as your threshold. So yep. that's quite good for all now our... For pharmacy, that's, that's, that's quite big because it's one of those uh, payroll taxes, one of those immensely annoying taxes that no one likes to pay and we can't justify it. Correct. But for pharmacy, that's quite a boost, isn't it, from what it used to be until, uh, well, even, was it 650 around to 850, yes. etc. It progressively has gone up. But a million dollars takes out quite a few pharmacies, doesn't it? Yes, it does. And it just gives them that um, ability to breathe for the next few months because we don't know what the landscape's going to look like. Yeah. Um, they've all had massive months yep. um, before. Um, and we're not sure what cash flow is going to be like yep. going forward. So yep. this will be really good for them to... So that payment deferral, that's an automatic thing? So um, pharmacy don't need to apply for that? Is that an automatic thing? Yes, it is. Yep. Yes. And the, uh, the, the threshold, obviously, that's an automatic thing as that well. That is automatic, so yes. So when they're lodging their, 
They still, they still need to lodge. You still need to lodge. Yeah. Um, and when they do the annual reconciliation, that's when they will um, reconcile, <coughs> excuse me, reconcile everyone's payroll tax liabilities and the refunds will start to flow. Yeah. Um, those businesses that are newly registered um, obviously will take a little bit longer for the payroll tax office to review their um, applications and yep. uh, process their refunds, um, but it is um, an automatic refund. Yep. Yep, okay. Mm -hmm. um, so what else we got? So there's uh, the payment deferrals. We got uh, the increase in the payroll tax threshold. Uh, what else is there from a state government perspective? Um, there, there might be a few pharmacies that this will apply to, and this is the um, the, the rental payments for those um, businesses that are renting in state government owned um, buildings. Yep. Their rents waived for six months. Okay. Um, so. That, it seems to be those that are in the um, CBD, yep. um, convenience stores, the train stations, the, the pharmacies at the uh, train stations. Yep. They'll be, uh, receive that benefit. Do you of, know if that's um, automatic? I believe that is an yes. automatic one. Okay. Yes. Yes. That's that's quite good. Shame about the rest, but that's this is one of those situations. <laughs> that's really good. You 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 take that. Well, I suppose if every landlord could give you that benefit, it'd be great. Yes. Um, obviously, that's part of the federal measures, which we'll talk about a yep. bit later. Yep. Um, but yes, for state government to make that um, take that step is um, it's good. Yeah. It's good yep. for the the small businesses in yep. the CBD. Do you know if there's a catch up later on, or, or um, you're not has, sure the not, details? Yeah, yet. that that part's not clear yet. Um, you would think that they would just add it on to the end later, and or, or it's a complete waiver. Yeah. Um, but as I say, there's not enough detail yet yep. to, um, to, to see that. Yeah, okay. All right, so what else we got? Um, small businesses, they also get a once-off credit on their electricity bills, um, providing they consume less than um, 50 megawatts. Yep. Um, per annum. Yep. Yep, yep. Means, yep. <laughs> so they get a $2,500 credit, um, which is a once-off, it's an automatic one. Um, and the small businesses don't get charged any disconnection fees or penalties um, on any payments or on their power and water bills that are deferred yep. um, based on their cash flow and yep. Um, yep. hardship situations. Yep. Um, so that's uh, And again, that's September. just an, an automatic process? Yes. That's just a credit that appears on the bills? Correct. So yep. that's um, to the 30th of September that yep. they receive this um, yep. Uh, credit. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Mm. Um, and there's this uh, nice little $17,500 grant that appears in payroll tax. What's that about? Um, so that grant there is for, um, it's an automatic, again, it's an automatic um, grant. You don't need to apply for that. Um, but it's for those businesses which um, have a payroll between a million dollars and four million dollars. So they will receive $17,500 grant. Yep. Um, and again, that's automatic. Um, so if you're... I suppose taxable wages less than a million dollars and you're not paying payroll tax to begin with, so. Correct, yep. correct. So for those people that don't have um, the benefit of the threshold, um, but are under the $7.5 million um, annual turnover, yep. they will get that benefit of $17,500 yep. yep. um, grant. Yep, okay. So is that it from the state government? Um, yes, yep. yes, that's So all fine. of those measures you've mentioned there, again, they're all automatic. So for pharmacy owners out there, from a state government perspective, there's nothing there they need to do. It's just going to flow through the system. Correct. Yep. Correct. Yep. Um, I guess the, the, the one other one is that there are the state government's giving you an interest-free payment arrangement, um, and will be waiving late payment fees for a, a number of range um, duties and taxes, such as um, 
your payroll tax, one, transfer duties, and land tax. So if you're a um, land, uh, landlord yep. and you've got to pay your land uh, land tax or you've got transfer duties that are involved in anywhere, any of your transactions, yep. um, there is a um, interest-free payment arrangement available for you to make um, those payments. Okay. Okay, that's nice. Yep, mm. very nice. Okay, so let's move on to the federal government announcements because there's some, there's some big things here. Big things here. Yes. So what has... What are some of the items from a federal government perspective that they um, have announced and how does that apply to, uh, to the world of pharmacy? Um, so for our clients, um, the, the biggest one is the cash boost. Yep. The way the cash boost works is basically it is saying to those employers that are paying um, pays to go withheld, um, on judgment of your March activity statement, um, they will refund up to $50,000, three times your um, March pay to go withholding amount if you're a monthly lodger. Monthly lodger, yep. Um, yep. Those quarterly lodgers obviously will get yep. theirs automatically yep. um, returned for January, uh, February, yep. March. Yep. Um, and that will go on until the, the relevant business has reached a $100,000 cap. So yep. it is capped at $100,000, um, and it's for the small businesses. Yep. Um, Defined as um, those so businesses which are 50, 50, 50 million mil turnover. Yep, yep, yep. yep. Um, so if we get the, the timing right, so if we get like a typical pharmacy that's lodging a bass every single month. Yes. So they've lodged the January refund, February yes. refund. They've come to their March one, which they would be doing now. They're yes, starting to collect correct. that data now. Correct. So in that March bass, there's the page you go withholding for that month. Yes. So they'll get three times that um, that page go withholding, and that will come through roughly two weeks after the bass is lodged. Correct. So the thing of timing of cash flow, not only get the GST refund, but they're getting that page go withholding multiplied by three. Yes. To come back two weeks after they've lodged the March bass. Yeah. So by so, the twentieth so really of April, they need to hustle really quickly and get that March bass lodged, shouldn't they? Correct. And yeah. I think the, the the good thing about this um, refund is they're not particularly for the monthly lodges, is they're not asking you to go back and work out what was January and what was February. They're just doing it as an average, what was March, what you lost for March, three times that's what you're getting back. Yep. So by the 28th of April, most businesses will start to see their yep. refunds rolling through, yep. Um, yep. which will be very, very good for them. Yep. Um, that payroll tax, as a, uh, sorry, the pay as you go withholding will continue up until um, September. Yep. Um, but of course, it does depend on whether you've reached your cap before that. Yep. Um, post June, they will do it as a percentage of what's remaining yep. to re for each business to reach their $100,000 cap. Okay. So if we work out the timing of everything, <coughs> so we got March bass, page go withholding, multiplied by three. Yes. You get that two weeks after you lodge your March bass. Correct. So what happens with April bass onwards? So the, uh, um, those lodgements will happen as normal. Yep. So. You lodge your activity statement, you get your refund, and your pay-as-you-go is already included in there. Yep. You still need to declare your pay-as-you-go withholding. Yep. You still need to show that amount, what amount that would be. Yep. Um, but you're just you'll, not paying for it. You're just not paying effect. for it. Correct. Yep. 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 But you just, still do need to disclose that. And so that will be... So that amount you get March, April, May, June, yes. that will come about when you lodge those activity statements, right? Yes. So then what happens, because there's a, the second part, which then rolls on from... July, August, September, October. Yeah. How do, how does that work out? Um, so those ones. Uh, 
I think is it just the the March to June March to June totals and then paid over those July to October months? Well, no, I think they, what they're doing is they're going to look at what you've lodged from March to June, yes. um, look at where you are against the cap of yes. the $100,000, yep. and then pay a quarter um, of, that of, total. of that total in yes. July. Yep. <clears throat> and, then, and then each month they'll review as to where you got to. So you may have reached, you know, 90000 in... Um, Say by August, yep. um, so they're not. It might not equal, you know, a quarter of what your withholding is for that month. Yep. But it will, they'll pay you the balance of the ten because that's what you're due. Yep. Um, so that's how that will work. So that, so in in that example, if it, if your March, April, May, June comes to ninety thousand, yes, then that ten thousand will then be amortised over the four months. Is that correct? Is that what you're saying? Um, over the July to October period, or is it the ninety thousand over the I think I'm not. I'm not 100 on that one. I'm not 100 on that that one. But um, yeah, I'll, yep. have, to, I'll have to double yep. check that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Okay. <clears throat> All right. So, is there any um, uh, conditions for pharmacy to be able to access that? Or oh, there was there was a turnover test. There's a turnover test. The 50 million. Yes. Um, is that per business or group? Is is referred to it per business? Um. Because the, the, the job keeper payment was referenced as a per business. So I'm just curious as to whether we know whether it's a, a group, as in if you own certain multiple pharmacies, as to whether it's grouped or whether it's per business. Or Granted, we probably haven't seen legislation yet to, to, no. to know the exact details. Well, my understanding was it was per business, because each business obviously has their own pay-as-you-go withholding yes. liability. Yeah. Um, Yes, you would be grouped for payroll tax or those yep. other taxes. Yep. Um, but I, my understanding was that for the pay to go refund, yep. um, it was on a per business basis. Yep. yep, yep, yep. Okay. All right. So that's the boosting cash flow. Is there any other conditions for the that boosting cash flow that uh, pharmacy owners need to be aware of? Um, well, the ATO, <clears throat> it has come about um, just the last couple of days that you may have had to have lodged your tax return by the 31st, sorry, the 12th of March, 2020. But as we know, we have a number of clients who have a March lodgement date, which is the 31st as of as March. A lot, as a lot do, uh, yes. Yes, and then the balance of them obviously would lodge by um, the 15th of May. Um, so that's a bit, of a, a bit of a quiet one slipped in there because that really hasn't been talking about, spoken about, nor mentioned in any... No, In no. any sort of... Um, uh, publications or, or media releases. Correct. Um, lodgement of tax returns was never mentioned before, um, but as I say, the details are all coming mm. daily and um, yep. it's, it seems to me from the ATO's um, website that, yes, that is a requirement for eligibility, mm. um, but they will also review previous year's tax returns to look at where you are in terms of yep. turnover um, and your, your payroll. Mm. Which so even though the amounts <coughs> and the, the, the amounts are calculated based on your activity statements, Correct. not on your income tax returns. Yes. Um, so whether you've lodged or whether you haven't lodged, I don't think who, it'll who be relevant. What that comes into um, it. I, th yep. I think I think um, that that's relevant because they're looking at your turnover. Yep. But even if you've got a fifty million dollar turnover cap, yep. That'd be quite a few businesses that would fall in under that one and well, still receive the, the average pharmacy. Well, I'm sure less than Correct. fifty million turnover. <coughs> yeah. 
Yes, and so they will still benefit from their um, that refund. Yeah. Um, so $100,000 to help small businesses, I think it's a, it's a great incentive by the government. Um, definitely makes it easier for those smaller businesses to, to keep their businesses going. Yeah. Um, as I said before, we're not sure what that landscape's going to look like. Yeah. Um, and it's changed for every industry, but yeah. for pharmacy where you're, you know, you've got staff on yeah. and you need to have staff on board to, yeah. for your business to work. Yeah. Um, just to keep up just, with things. Yes. <laughs> this, uh, well, particularly at this last couple of months, yeah. um, this helps those businesses to say, well, you know, going forward, we can, you know, if you can stay open another month at, yeah. at least. Yeah. It's, it's something that you can yeah. see. Um, and what we don't know in the pharmacy landscape is whilst their March figures uh, have been quite extraordinary, Yes. Uh, what does demand for pharmacy look like over the course of April, May, June? Exactly. Well, what exactly does that look like? Well, is it going to continue or is it going to dive down? Well, we, we, we don't exactly. There's going to be a lull for a while. We, yes. We, we don't know. So you so every bit helps. Take, take whatever you can. Correct. Correct. Every okay. bit helps. And um, that sort of leads into, I guess, the JobKeepers thing. Yes. Um, incentive. So that, that incentive there is basically to help... Um, small business maintain, retain their staff. Yep. Um, initially we saw a lot of people who, particularly in pharmacy, where you got um, the pharmacy assistants um, reluctant to come to work because of their exposure. Yes. Um, which is, you know, it's completely yeah, there's understandable. There's examples of that around yeah. where people uh, are a little bit scared to, to be on the front line yes. and um, they're not comfortable, which is, which is all well and good, but certainly that, that has happened in, in the has. landscape, yeah. It has happened, and, and you know we still need to keep the businesses going. Um, a lot of the staff are great staff. We want to retain those staff, yeah. and for you know we've got to respect their choices to not want to come to work in this, yeah. this environment. Yeah. Um, so the JobKeeper's payment sort of helps that happen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so how does it work? How does this JobKeeper payment? So work? the JobKeeper payment is coming through. Um, initially, was going through Centrelink. Um, but I think obviously there's a lot of pressure at Centrelink at the moment, mm. so they've announced that it will come through the employers. Yes. Um, so if you are an eligible employer, um, you need to register yourself first. Yep. Um, for the job seeker payment, so that you that you have eligible staff. Yep. Um, and once you've done your registration. Um, the staff can then claim the JobKeeper payment. Yeah. Um, it gets paid through via the employer through their payroll system, or through their system. Yeah. Um, and they need to pass it on to their staff. Yeah, yeah. Now, not that's not those payments aren't. Um, they're not a payment to every business. So, which businesses are allowed to get the JobKeeper payment, and which ones aren't? Um, so the JobKeeper payments are legible, the businesses that have a turnover of less than a billion dollars, which mm -hmm. would be mo all of our pharmacies. Yep, um, it's fairly safe to say, yes. Um, and those businesses that have had a decrease in their turnover um, for um, by 30%. Yeah, and that's from 1st of March. 1st of March. So is it like comparing from 1st of March any month where your turnover's dropped by more than 30%, so it's month of March or month of April, any of those months forward, any of those which have dropped, their turnover dropped by more than 30%, then they are eligible for the JobKeeper payments. Correct. Um, but they do also make reference that they're looking at last year. So 
whether so it's, it's this year compared to last year. That's month what we. By month, that's month what we month. understand. Yes. 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 Yeah. Um, so to have a obviously a reduction of thirty percent in the pharmacy world is massive. Mm. Um, but it is registering your interest in the in the, in the first um, instance, yep. um, and then monitoring every month. So you need to be, um, I guess, communicating back to the ATO every month yep. as to what your status is yep. um, and the status of your employee employees. Yep. Yep. Um, so of course, with some pharmacies, particularly your more, uh, say, suburban community-based pharmacies, um, those ones, from the feedback we're getting. Uh, um, their, their trade, their turnover has gone up quite a bit. Yes. But it's certainly not the case for everyone, particularly no. if you are, let's use an example of a pharmacy maybe in, the, in any CBD, oh, when no. the CBD's basically one's moved out and um, there's, there's no one there. Um, uh, you know, those pharmacies uh, would certainly be down, wouldn't they? Yes, they would. Um, yep. you know, um, I, I don't know, I haven't seen any figures on your major shopping centres, but um, no. that potentially can be down quite a bit as well. Um, so it's certainly not uh, smooth sailing for everyone in pharmacy land, and, and there will be those who have, who will be suffering and may be eligible for this. So, mm. so for those that are eligible, their turnovers drop by more than 30% in a particular month and they get a payment. So how much is the payment and how does that flow through to employees? So it's a $1,500 payment per fortnight yep. um, for the employees. The employees um, need to have been, uh, be currently employed by the employer. Yep. Um, and it includes those who have been stood down or retired in the last um, 12 months. Yep. Um, you need to have been employed at March the 1st of March, 2020. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, you need to be full-time, part-time, or a casual, a long-term casual yep. at that point in time. Long-term casual meaning 12 months? 12 months, yes, yes yep. 12 months. Um, Australian citizen, and you need to be over 16 years of age to be an eligible yep. employee. Okay. Um, and you cannot be in receipt of that JobKeeper payment at any other employee. So you've got to nominate one employer yep. where you're going to be receiving your, your JobKeeper payment. Um, so the what would normally happen is um, when an employee would receive say fifteen hundred dollars per fortnight mm. um, in their before taxes in their normal pay, mm. the employer is reimbursed for the fifteen hundred dollars and they pass it on to their staff yep. and they make the payment. Yep. So where the employer is really just a conduit for the payment. Yep. Um, where the employee is receiving less than fifteen hundred dollars in that fortnight. Yep. Um, what the government is giving to the employers, they pass it on. It's a top up to your fifteen hundred. Yeah. So that fifteen hundred flows through to those employ it's employees who are getting less than fifteen hundred per fortnight. Yes. That fifteen hundred flows directly to to them. them. Yes. Yep. So then, obviously, the employers cannot retain this for themselves. Yeah. Yep. Um, and for those that are, um, I guess, that are earning less than uh, fifteen hundred. Yeah. Um, the employers have to, at a minimum, make sure that they get fifteen hundred before tax. Yeah, um, and by the way, for the audience there, please excuse the the, the child in the corridor who's <laughs> having a, a little bit of an issue at the moment. Um, it's an unhappy child. Um, this is what you get with the live podcast. So please excuse that. But anyway, we'll we'll push on. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> this is what happens. So yeah. what about those employees who are earning more than fifteen hundred a fortnight? Um. So for those ones. Those That's a very unhappy child, isn't it, eh? <laughs> yeah. 
So is it, from my understanding, with the, those who are earning more than the 1500 mm. uh, the employer retains that money? And they continue to pay that employee? Correct. Yep. Correct. I mean, they can choose to pass it on if they want to, but obviously the employers are facing their own cash flow struggle. Yes. Um, they've got, they're still making the minimum payment to that employee, yep. so they've, they've ticked that criteria. They just have to keep that person employed, employed and this for the just duration. Um, enables them to affect in, to keep those people employed. So yes. the, the employer retains the money, but on condition that they keep that. Employer, yeah. employee, yes. Yep. yes. Okay. Well, that's quite good. I said there, there'll be some people in pharmacy land who have, due to circumstance and due to location, where this will be quite relevant. So through ATO website, they can register? Yes. 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 Yep. Okay. Um, and then um, uh, from my understanding, they register, you give them the contact details, and then the ATO at some stage will then be in, in touch with you to go through the details and the payments and the particular employees that the payments relate to. Correct. Yep. Um, and you obviously you need to be in touch with the ATO, as I said before, every month yep. um, in case your status has changed or the employee status has changed. Yep. Um, but there just definitely needs to be some communication going back and forth yep. um, quite regularly yep. okay. um, to make the payments. Right. Okay, so that's the JobKeeper. What else do we have? Uh, we've had the um, instant asset write-off. Yep. So that now one that's there. That's a big one. That's a big one. Um, and it's a big one for pharmacy clients looking to um, buy any new equipment. Yep. Um, they've basically, the government has extended the um, instant asset write-off that was due to finish up in June 2020, yep. um, which was capped at um, $30,000. Yep. Um, they've now increased that. Yep. Um, and essentially, it just means that for those... Um, businesses who are able to purchase new equipment or, or, or old equipment um, and it's ready for use by June 2020, they will receive a um, immediate write-off of that, immediate deduction in their tax return yep. um, in the following year um, for that yep. um, asset. Yep. So there's a couple of points here. One, it covers new and, and second-hand. And correct, yep. correct. And it's on a per-asset basis. basis too, isn't it? Yes. So, for example, if you having to be timing it well and uh, you think, okay, we're doing a fit out and that's going to cost us a hundred grand, we get, we get to, to write it off. Mm -hmm. But in any fit out, you're not buying one asset, are you? You're buying no. lots of little assets. So Correct. depending on the asset as whether it's a, an item plant equipment or a permanent fixture, some of that stuff you could potentially write off anyway. Yes. yes. So really for, for pharmacy, if you're looking at something that big, that because previously the threshold was 30,000. Yes. So I think for the average pharmacy, what are they spending plus $30,000 on mm. for any one particular item? Mm. I mean, it's probably only a dispensing robot that really comes into it. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And so you know that's probably the, the biggest bonus there is you're looking at those dispensing robots, which could be however many thousands that they are there's a potential big bonus there. But the catch is installed ready for use. use. What does that term mean? Because that's not invoice date, is it? No, it means that by the 30th of June, your asset has to be able to be used from 1 July. Yep. So it's ready to go, everything's, you might have had an invoice date um, 
a couple of months prior mm. or still to come, the invoice yep. is still to come, but it's installed and ready for use by the 30th of June, you can claim the deduction. Yep, 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 yep. yep. <clears throat> I suppose cars are the other thing. Cars are the other thing, yep. um, your delivery, delivery vehicles, um, which again, it's um, a changing landscape. Those pharmacies that probably, you know, previously didn't do deliveries, yep. in today's world, delivery, online delivery is the way to go. Yep. Um, well, they're all having to do deliveries everyone's now. Everyone's having to do People delivery. volunteering to do deliveries for them now, which it, is it, that's funny exactly how it works right. out. So yeah. we're not sure what that, again, what, what it's going to look like going forward. Are people's spending habits going to change? Are their shopping habits going to change? Mm. Um, if you are thinking about doing a delivery vehicle, now's the time to do it. Yeah. Where you get that immediate write-off for yeah. that asset. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's definitely one to one to look up, look out for. Okay. So it's per I per, per asset, asset based on installed ready for use, as distinct from invoice date. So it's yes. when it's installed ready for use, Correct. and it covers new and, and second hand. Correct. Okay. So that then moves us on to the next part of that, which is, or not next part of it, but a similarly linked incentive, which is the, the backing business incentive. So what's that and how does, how does that one work? So the difference between the backing business incentive and the instant, instant asset write-off is that the backing business one applies only to new assets. It does yes. not apply to yep. all, uh, any used assets. Yep. Um, similar sort of... Um, concept in that it's for plant equipment, yep. um, fixtures and fittings, um, but you only get 50% of your deduction. Yep. You're not is it still based on install ready for use or is it? Um, yes, still based yes. on install ready for yep. use, but it's only, it's capped at 50% for your deduction. Okay, so you get, pick an item, whatever it is, and, um, and you get a deduction of 50% of the cost of the asset now. What happens with the balance? Of the balance 50%? is depreciated over the, the remainder of the life of the asset. Okay. Um, so your normal depreciation so you provisions then kick correct. in. Correct. Yep. You still so you, essentially you're still receiving the benefit of depreciation for that asset. Yep. It's just the timing of that um, benefit. Yep. You know, instant write-off. As we say, it's straight uh, um, straight away. You receive the deduction. Um, with the business backing one, you receive fifty percent now and the balance over the course of the life yep. of the asset. Yeah. Um, but critically, it's after thirtieth June, twenty twenty. Yep. So if you were thinking about buying that asset now and you don't have happen to have it ready to, to go by the thirtieth of June, then your deduction is going to be spread over the fifty percent yep. next year and then yep. the balance later. So. Yep. Yep. Obviously, I know everyone's got a lot to think about before the 30th of June. Yes. But if you yep. can, you know, maximise your deduction for this year. Of course. Um, Maybe it's uh, worth getting the, onto. the decision comes to uh, any of those sort of big investment decisions that you're thinking about, you might just have to move it forward. The, the, the trouble is the installed ready for use becomes a little bit problematic, I suppose, to, particularly with your um, dispensing robots, is they just don't go in. That is a fair amount of effort to, to actually put them in, and that becomes a little bit troublesome to actually get that. Yeah, and I think obviously cars are a little bit easier. Yes. Yes. Yes, and obviously the lockdown doesn't help um, as to you know whether those kinds of things are going to be easy to to get um, oh, organised. People to install them. Yeah, before yeah. before the thirtieth of June. Yeah. Um, and I guess I suppose the other thing too is being able to fund those types of assets. Yeah. Um, Given the given the current environment and 
you know, all the incentives the governments are giving us um, to boost cash flow, to then want to go and spend money. Yeah. Um, there'd be a lot of um, business owners there having second thoughts about that. And yeah, fair enough too. Yeah. Correct. Yeah. But you know, we've got um, the banks now having given um, small businesses some incentive um, with their lending. Um, yep. It's whether that you know you can take advantage of that. Obviously, we're not encouraging um, clients to use their cash flow to mm. purchase assets. Yeah, um, we want to retain your cash flow. Yeah, and you don't want to um, spend ten grand to save three. No, it's, that's yeah. exactly right. Um, so if you can get the finance and you are able to do it all before the thirtieth of June, then it's worth yep. definitely worth looking at. Okay. So, is there any other um, federal government incentives that uh, that pharmacy uh, uh, land needs to be uh, aware of? Mm, I think we've pretty much covered them. We'll cover the big ones. Cover the big ones. Yep. Um, Though there's still um, a lot of other like um, um, potential rent relief that um, as to what that works, as to how that works with tenants and landlords has yet to be worked out. Well, from what I've been reading so far, the, the government's sort of just encouraging people to have a conversation initially. Yep. They've basically said for six months, um, your landlord can't evict you mm. or um, impose any penalties for six months, but they are encouraging everyone to have a conversation yeah. um, as, to, as to how you how you find some relief with your landlord. Yeah. Um, so so that, that one's an interesting one because nothing's been legislated on that yeah. one and yeah. they're just inviting people to have a conversation. Yeah. Um, obviously, everyone's in the same boat and it's definitely worth having, yeah. having that. Yeah. So there's also the um, uh, six-month relief on loan repayments? Yes. Yep. Yes. Um, so I, I believe all the banks have, um, I, I guess, yes. agreed to that. Yep. Um, but I think it's principal only. So yes, you the still interest have keeps the, accruing. Yes, correct. But, but you just get a, a little temporary hiatus on the principal repayments. Yes. For um, but then after the six-month period, I think it then just your repayment terms after that then gets... Extended paid. out for six months. Yep. Yeah. Or it gets... Uh, the, the actual repayment amounts get redetermined based on the loan and the remaining the remaining term left over. Okay. So yeah. you're going to be paying it eventually. It's just it's timing. Just, uh, yeah. So is, and I think, uh, is there any other little um, incentives out there that, uh, that uh, pharmacy land need to be aware of? There's some small ones, particularly, you know, for your... Um, those who have lost their jobs, um, which is the job payment, not job keeper, but the job payment, which is organised through Centrelink, um, mm. as those who can access super. Uh, if those who have lost their job or less than 30 hours, 30% of their hours, something like that. Yeah, the the um, being able to access your super that's going to be for those people that have lost their jobs. Yes. Um, you need to be. Um, it's 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 ten thousand um, dollars for the year in financial year in thirty June twenty twenty. Yep. And then you're able to apply again for um, a further ten thousand dollars in the twenty twenty one year. Yep. That one, I think you you need to apply for that through the ATO. Yep. Um, generally through your MyGov yep. um, ID. It's, yep. an, it's a simple form that you need to fill out there yep. um, to get that relief yep. or that access to that super. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So um, so that's uh, mainly it that uh, pharmacy businesses need to be aware of at the moment, those incentives? 
Yes, yep. um, at, at this stage, yep. obviously the, d the details are still coming through and uh, I suppose as, as the, um, the big ones uh, filter their way through our system, uh, we'll be sending that information across to the clients yep. and updating everyone. Yep. Um, but I think for now, that's, I mean, that's a lot to get through. It's a lot to think about and, you know, yep. for... And then there's for a lot of stuff there that is automatic that um, that's the benefit that the owners of it all. don't need to do anything about. I mean, yeah. the, probably the, the biggest decisions they need to make is mostly around the, the big asset purchases. Yes. And if they're buying cars, robots, fit-outs, things like that, is to think about, well, do we need to do this? And if we are going to do it... Initiate it. What's the deductibility? What's our after-tax cost? Yes. And what's the timing of all of that? Yeah. Um, that's probably the biggest decisions they need to make. Um, but uh, the other things are pretty much automatic as well. Yes, and obviously that's been, that's been really good for the way the government's um, initiated all those um, incentives yep. in, in making them automatic because I don't think anyone would have headspace yep. to go out and apply for these things and know which ones they need to apply for. Yep. You just know you're an employer, you're running a small business, I'm paying tax on my staff's yep. wages. Yep. Yep. That's all you need to know. And yep. you, you will get your benefits coming through yeah. um, slowly but surely. Okay. So is there anything else that um, uh, you think uh, pharmacy owners should be uh, having their headspace at the moment? Or look, most things, unless you're, if, if you're not considering any big asset purchases, the rest of the stuff's automatic. Just it's, it's continue to work hard, focus on your business. The rest of the stuff's just going to work its way through. That's exactly right. Yeah. Um, obviously, you're, you're looking at changing business. You're as I said about the delivery vehicles, you're changing what you need to do to satisfy your customers. Um, and if you are thinking about the delivery delivery vehicle, if it's something that was on the cards already, push the button yep. to get that one done now. Um, if not, you, you have some time to think about it. It just means that your write-off is deferred. Yep. Um, yep. We don't want clients to go out and spend the money yep. because they're going to get a tax deduction for yeah, it. Don't spend, tax is, don't tax spend is your money last for the reason it, just... to do it to do something. Yeah. It should be for the bigger the bigger picture gains. Yeah. Your um, decision points always your your after tax cash flow, isn't it? That's exactly and, right. And no, d not don't the spend tax money deduction. for the hell of it just to get a tax deduction because you're only ever going to be going behind. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah. Yep. So Priya. Thank you. There's a bit in that. There is a bit in that. And, and Sorry, it's one of these. <laughs> no, it's one of these difficult parts because, um, uh, uh, as f as the, the <coughs> listeners will probably appreciate, is what we learn as accountants is we advise based on legislation, yeah. and so any <coughs> if it's a, a budget announcement or anything like that, normally there's an announcement. They talk about it. Mm but we don't act and we don't advise until we've got legislation. Now this environment is, is, is very different because we're getting an announcement of this is how it's gonna work. Yeah. And, and as, 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 you, as you would know, devil's always in the detail. That's, that's devil's the always in yep. the detail. So where announcement's going out, pharmacy land's trying to make decisions based yes. on what's best when the legislation hasn't been even been drawn up yet. Mm. And so we think, well, this is how we think it's going to work. But until we've got legislation, we don't know exactly. Correct. And you get a bit wary about what are the little things that I don't know that they haven't told us about. Like that um, with the, the, the boosting business 
cash. Yes, loan. exactly. That was one. And that, and that was, was one of, of lodging a tax return by thirty first of March. I think. Well, hang on. This has never been spoken about before. Yeah, actually, there's a twelfth of March. Twelfth of March. Which which no one would have you know. No. Met that deadline. Well, I don't. What do you know? Think. This is a problem at the twelfth of March. No, <laughs> well, that's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. uh, things have changed a bit <laughs> since then. Um, so it's one of these weird landscapes where we're trying to advise and figure things out yes. when we haven't even got legislation. And we, I don't even know whether legislation has even been drawn up, let alone passed through both Houses of Parliament. No. Um, and it's a very different landscape for us. But, so we, we do our best. Yes, yes. And uh, I suppose we, we need to inform everyone as to what, what the um, legislation is, yep. or what the decisions are, and then what the impact is. Yep if and when or how it's legislated, when those details come through, then we'll provide an update yep. as to, I guess, the true impact yep. to the businesses. So the best thing if uh, you're a farm sea owner um, is go talk to your accountants now yes. about what are these incentives, what do they mean for me, when's the cash flow coming through, how much is it going to be, Yes. what are the things I should be doing now to take advantage of it. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, every, every pharmacy is different, different locations, and uh, different this, this, this impact that we have of social distancing and people quarantining themselves, um, that has different implications on different pharmacies and different locations. So go, go talk to your accountants, find out exactly what it means. And if people want to get in touch with you, how they get in touch with you, Priya? Um, in my email address. Yes. Um, it's uh, priya.narsing at peakstrategies.com.au. Yes. You can see us on our website. Yes. Um, on LinkedIn. Call the office. Call the office. 9315 Yes. So um, any of our, our clients out there who are listening to us um, or any pharmacy owner, if you want some guidance on what these incentives mean, how to take advantage of them, get in contact with either myself or Priya more than happy to help you out. Um, but certainly go speak to your accountants as well. Yes. There are incentives out there. Pharmacy is one of these um, uh, unique businesses that's very, very much on the front line of all this. And the guys are working very, very hard. There's some long hours being put in. Um, and uh, pharmacies responded absolutely brilliantly to this. Yes. Um, and they're working really, really hard. And it's been absolutely fantastic to see, particularly uh, yesterday, the, the state government, you know, the, the, the full page ad in the Sunday Times. Yes. Thank you, Community Pharmacy, for what they're doing. So you guys have been recognised out there. You can be recognised for your effort. Um, and so, you know, continue to look after your community, look after your community's health. But we're always here, okay? Yes. So make sure you've you got any problems or you want to know how this works, contact Priya, contact myself, and we'll be able to look after you or help you or try and do something. Yes, definitely. So thank you very much. Thank you, John. It was good fun. <laughs> it was. Hey, now we can go back to our solitude at homes and keep working and, uh, and work, go back to our pyjamas again. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's right. All right, so we'll have another um, speaking pharmacy podcast at some stage. Uh, whether we're doing that in the office or more than likely we're going to be doing social distancing podcasting again. And um, we'll talk to you later. Look after yourselves, stay healthy, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. See you later. Bye bye.